Hello, hello, my sweet listeners, and welcome to our very special Q&A episode. This episode is brought to you by the City of Brass from Cobalt Press. City of Brass is a new 5th edition booklet from the Warlock Patreon. Bringing the spirit of the Arabian Nights to your table, City of Brass features 5th edition gin by al setting designer Jeff Grubb, locations and adventure hooks by Richard Patton Richard Green, cover art by Justine Jones, and more. City of Brass ships at the end of June or the start of July, but you need to be a Patreon supporter to get a copy in print. So head on over to patreon.com slash cobaltpress to check that out. And now let's get into these sweet questions. Welcome to our Q&A. This is happening right now, live, coming to you live from... Minneapolis, Minnesota, and the surrounding suburbs. Yes. Um, how are you guys doing today? Tell me about your days. Tell me about your lives. Tell me about your hopes and dreams. As I already told you guys, I'm. Uh, I have my niece for her birthday, which was six months ago. <laughs> <laughs> and all she's done so far is run and get me toilet paper when I was stuck on the toilet. So Aww. I'm doing great as an aunt. Now I'm live. And uh, I'm taking her to the Mall of America tomorrow, though. Oh, nice. There you go. Noel, can you answer a question for me? Yes. Um, Is your niece having her birthday party on the day of a close friend's actual birthday without inviting that close friend? That is such that's such a good question, Caitlin. Yeah. Um, no, she's not, because she's not a heartless bitch. <laughs> I feel like I'm uh, missing something. Oh, that's okay, I guess. That's how Caitlin and I became friends. Yeah. She had a birthday party on my birthday, even though our birthdays are six months apart. Oh, yeah, that actually is ringing a bell now. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Um, so we've got some questions. They're from various places on the internet where we where we accumulated questions. Most of them are from Tumblr. Um, I guess that's just the best place to accumulate questions, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's psychological because it says ask. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, we got a lot of questions from Tumblr, one from Twitter, and one from email. Um, and after we get through this list of questions, we will take audience questions. So get your cutie cues ready, live stream audience. Get those cutie cues ready. Let's let's get things started with a question from our really good fan, really well known fan, Anonymous from Tumblr. I love Anonymous. Always uh, have good things to say. Fan. Uh, and Anonymous asks, uh, how far in advance do you guys record each episode? Have you already recorded the next one when the n- when an episode comes out? Or do you ever just make a huge stockpile of episodes? Yes. Yes. <laughs> to all, all of, of that? <laughs> yes. Well, we, we usually have more of a buffer than we do right now. We kind of let it go down. But hopefully we will get it back up again. Uh, we usually are recording like way in advance. I'm assuming people are asking this because we're publishing like episodes where we're like, it's Christmas, but it's like in April coming out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like it, all of our like weird summertime jokes about the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the thing is, is for for a lot of listeners, they'll never know because they're listening to it in the past anyway, you know, or in the mm-hmm, future yeah. anyway. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Unless but you look yeah. at the date stamps, which nobody does. Yeah. Nobody Unless their- they, if anybody is looking at those date stamps, watch out. Watch out. <laughs> You'll find the Zodiac killer. There. You'll find <laughs> breadcrumbs that Noelle will leave in your bed in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. God, it's happening. You'll know that she's been there. Yeah. yeah. Eating my bread. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but we just we just recorded episode one of arc four on su- Sunday. That's what happened on Sunday. Uh, and it was a bunch of fun, I think. I hope. I hope yeah, it was, yeah, it was dope. It was a good time. <laughs> Sam Sam from the YouTube chat says that she looks at the, or they look at the uh, date stamps every time. Well, uh, Sam. Well? I hope you like those breadcrumbs in your bed. Yeah, I'll be there soon with my breadcrumbs. <laughs> hope they taste great. <laughs> Don't eat them. I mean, you can if you want. I don't don't know you're into. eat them. Don't eat them. Noelle wants you to eat them. But oh don't God. do it. No, She's trying to fucking that. trick you. I don't want you to eat them at all. Noelle is a chaotic <laughs> trickster god. Don't no, listen no, to no. her. Don't eat the breadcrumbs. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. All right. So this next question is from Drowning in Even More Feels from Tumblr. And also many people from various places on the internet at various times since Arc 3.5 was released uh, when will you be releasing the song that Noelle sang oh. at the end of the past couple episodes? I'm in love with it. Oh. Oh. Noelle, when will you release that song? So good. I mean. Kimple and Lean. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, Kimple and Sleen. Oh, I'm so <laughs> oh, sorry. I thought it was like, the C was like a soft C, so it was like simple and Sleen. No, it's, it's Kimple and Sleen because. Yeah, I understand. You know, you have to pronounce it. Not that it's related to any other song, but uh, right. <laughs> if it were, uh, it is up on a site ca- called Audio Mac. If you want to listen to it there, I don't know. So good. here's the thing: is like there's a reason that I put that song at the end of what I knew would be our shortest arc ever. <laughs> so I'm trying to forget. <laughs> Why would you want to forget like the most beautiful? The I'm most, never gonna forget it. The I was so simple, sick when I recorded that. You guys. <laughs> no, it's like, so good. I waited like the whole week. I was like, I'm gonna get better before I record this. I'm gonna get better, and I only got worse. Man, <laughs> every time Noelle records a beautiful song, she's always like, "Yeah, I actually barfed three times while I recorded this song, and then like my entire vocal cord got ripped out of my throat." So like, yeah. sorry, but it's. I've been living with one time. vocal cord for years now, and I really wish you'd be more sensitive. <laughs> Noelle, do you remember in high school when you, when you uh, re- like you put a song somewhere for people to download, and like everybody in the lit class downloaded it? No, you don't I do. remember that. I remember it because I, I still have it. It's a hey, I blocked song. it out. Hey, do you guys remember when Noelle sang a song during our graduation and everybody cried? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I came for your feelings. <sighs> you came. Bit... You took them. Yeah. You was there to drink them, tears. You put them in your little feelings pocket, and you've carried them around ever since. Yeah, and I haven't and had any feelings since. The our our other lit friend who was in the performance um, said, "God damn it!" And my grandpa still talks about it. <laughs> like and it, it offended your grandfather? Yeah, yeah. Um, my all my my family was like, "We're so proud of you!" And my grandpa gave me a hug, and he said, "Yours was the only one without any sins." <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! 
<laughs> that is 100% Yikes. true. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, okay, let's do another question. Okay. This one has been asked uh, by Anonymous again, but also, once again, many people all over the internet. When is the merch coming out? Well. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get an idea of what some stuff that's going to be available? Sure. So we got the pins that we never released, but we do have them. Yeah, I have Patreon. Them in my room. Ten dollar donors them. got them, but nobody else has. Yeah. So if you're you were a ten dollar donor when we sent those out, feel very special because nobody else has gotten access to those yet. <laughs> um, we also have uh, some T shirts that say Dames and Dragons and have like a really cool design um, that Caitlin made, and they're very cool. They're I guess beautiful. we'll probably also sell like prints, Caitlin. Yeah. 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 Um. That we will get it done eventually. There's just a lot of weird business stuff that we've put off. <laughs> we got to figure it out. Um, so once we do that, then it will be available for sale. But we cannot give it a definite date because I'm sorry. That's just kind of who we are. As people. <laughs> All right. Uh, next question is from Lizzie Gone Astray on Tumblr. They ask, are we to assume Ainsley is a fantasy horse that doesn't actually need the same level of care as a real horse? Or did he come with a manual? Or is someone going to teach them horsemanship at some point? Sorry, as a quote-unquote horse girl of my middle school many years ago, I just need to know. Noelle? Yes? Don't don't talk about or think about what I think you're thinking about, okay? I what? I wasn't thinking or talking about anything. Noelle, just don't speak anymore. Well, you know... (laughs) When I hear the term fantasy horse, Noelle, <laughs> I have to say it does bring um, a certain image hey, to my mind. No. Hey, remember when I said don't speak anymore? <laughs> um, well, I just want all of our listeners to make sure that they check out um, an app on the App Store called My Horse Prince. <laughs> don't That's all do I'm it. Say. Don't do it. You will be filled with so much regret. I um, regret just seeing it over Noelle's shoulder once. You, you know yeah, what? You'll be filled with something. I'm not going to say what it is. Oh, my God. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> you vile human. What did you do? I'm looking at the question list. <laughs> um. Anyway, I feel like, uh, Kat, you're mm-hmm. like the DM. What are what are horse rules in, uh, in D&D? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they're um, fantasy horses. We also had horses. We don't know shit. Yeah, I don't even remember what happened to your guys' horses. Yeah, I think we, we just, just left like, them was somewhere, a horse. somewhere, to be honest with you. You just <laughs> left them to die in the desert. <laughs> no, I remember now. You left them at that one village. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so I guess to answer that question, uh, it's a fantasy horse, and we don't we none of us were horse girls. We don't know anything about horses. Actually, so. I was. Yeah, I think Noelle probably qualifies. <laughs> I was kind of a horse girl, a little bit. I was I read, an actual I read, horse. Hey, fuck you guys! I was an actual horse girl. Did is you that ride? Is horses? that the title? Of yeah, your, your I went novel? to fucking horse camp. I went to horse camp too. How many Wait, summers for in real? A row? No, fuck for real. <laughs> yeah, Just one summer. It was I actually went Bible three camp. times. But are we, you guys telling me that horse camp is real? Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe only stupid people go to it. Yeah, I mean, only fucking idiots go to horse camp. Oh, my God. I genuinely, I did not know that you guys went to horse camp. This adds 
just so I forgot many, until this moment, to be honest with you. So many levels of Horse nuance. Horse camp was like a, a major defining like period of time in my life. What the fuck? I want right, to so horse camp. So then, Caitlin? Yes? Why don't you tell me about Ainsley the fantasy horse and how you guys are going to care for him? Ainsley the fantasy <laughs> horse is already dead. Oh, oh I'm God. so sorry. Ainsley's not dead. Actually, I don't- Ainsley just vaporized. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, already dead. Well, anyway. Well, this, this we'll figure it out later. The, this feeds into the next question from Anonymous on Tumblr. Actually, very well. Mm. Uh, the next question is, was it ever established why Jinji was the only animal companion actively accompanying the Guardians during the Festival of Lights? Why was she guarding Laika's room? Was she just following them for them good treats? Um, I, I think I think they all were with us at the Festival of Lights. I don't think we established it, and the only reason that Jinji was established there is that Sophia loves wolves and yeah. wants them to be yeah. with her at all times. Yeah, like, and she asked Jinji to guard her room, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Because that was like after What's-Her-Name's room was clearly booby-trapped, so then we mm-hmm. were like nervous. I, I do... I do seem to remember, and now granted I have a terrible memory of anything that we've ever recorded, but I yeah. do seem to remember that we had like a scene where our other animal companions were like also falling when Estra fell. Yeah, they were. Yeah, so I think they were like nearby. They the were there. East. They were there, but like Ainsley the fantasy horse, <laughs> um, it just sort of evaporated when they needed to and rematerialized when they needed to Yeah, mm-hmm. because it's too we- hard to keep track. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just realized, like, thinking back on it, like, I didn't think of, like, first episode recorded where we talked about that horse, I was like, yeah, I've got a horse. Second episode, I completely forgot that horses even exist. I know. <laughs> yeah. I know. It goes that way. Yeah. Shit. It is. You'll, like, have, like, a whole, like, emotional, like, devastation, and, like, the next episode, you'll be like, well, anyway. <laughs> There's that food cart. Yeah. It's hard to remember. Yeah, it's true. We remember the jokes and we don't remember any of our feelings. Yeah. That's just real life. That's real life. Repress it. I have never had a feeling once in my life. Me Uh, neither, Kat. Yeah. The only time I have feelings is when I pretend to and then make myself cry because I'm pretending so good. Yeah, right. I once had a feeling um, and that's how I lost my right vocal cord. Ooh. Noelle, I'm sick and tired of this. <laughs> all right, all right. Next question. Uh, and this is a question for me, so somebody else should read it. Shamrock Shake. Shamrock Shake. Oh, I love those. Those are really good. Uh, is there any chance y'all would publish something about running this campaign for other groups to use? I'm in love with the setting, and I'm interested in DMing it. So, yes and no. Is the answer to that? <laughs> Ye- no, I'm never going to publish this campaign. Um, one, it's just sort of it's something more for a narrative than it is. I think that it would function as just like a standalone game, if that right. makes sense. Like this is something I'm I'm writing with the knowledge and intention that it is being recorded and distributed. And you're also writing it as we're playing it. So, like, if we play something that would change something, then you can just, like, change it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't – I have a very loose outline of what happens next at all times. But it it is all kind of a lot of moving pieces that change uh, pretty often. Um, So – I don't think I'll ever publish the campaign, but I am interested in someday publishing a world book. But that is 
very difficult and a lot of work. <laughs> so we'll see if that ever comes to fruition. But um, if, if people are super interested in it, then that might be something that'll come down the pipeline eventually. We do have the promise I regret making, <laughs> which is the uh, the Into Avalis site, which will happen, which I will begin working on in earnest when we hit $1,000 in Patreon donations. Um, and that will be like, just to elaborate a little bit more on what that'll be. So I'm not promising the moon, which I, I regret doing, um, <laughs> but that's going to be a work in progress, very much just kind of like a collection of my notes on the world of Avalis with a lot of world building stuff that hasn't been mentioned in the podcast. Um, but it is all going to be rough drafts. Things will be likely to change if I ever publish a world book, uh, so if you are really interested in seeing that, we have $888 so far, so my doom is nigh, and I <laughs> feel nothing but regret. Kat, I'm going to help you out with that. Don't worry. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> I've been practicing my coding. Oh, can, huh. I, can I ask the next question? Yeah. No. Yes. <laughs> from Sylvium Z from Tumblr. Hi, I have some totally important, non-referential to Kingdom Hearts at all questions. <laughs> what are you so afraid of? What is the one thing you care about more than anything else? What do you wish? <laughs> Who's going to start? What is it you're so afraid of? Go, Hannah. Oh, fuck. Oh, so many things. Um, <laughs> mutation. Oh. Flesh-eating diseases. Uh... Being alone. Um, wow. <laughs> it's getting real. Cat. It's so real. Intimacy. Cat. <laughs> um, well, I'm, I have a very specific fear that's cropped up recently um, because of something my boyfriend did. Oh. Uh, I'm afraid of not looking at food before I eat it and then eating oh. it and finding out it's moldy. Mm -hmm. Because I've been hearing about the intimate details of that happening in my own house uh, mm. since Sunday when my boyfriend texted me to tell me the hummus he had been eating turned out to be moldy and he didn't realize it until he'd already eaten some of it. That's gross. It's Caitlin, what are you gross. so afraid of? Um, I'm uh, Actually, I was going to Bread mold, the same exact thing. Um, <laughs> and dying in any way. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. In any way. Just any form of death, I I okay. fear. Oh, I'm also afraid of needles. I love needles. Oh, that's um, awful. What? I'm afraid of um, getting old, being different, and being indecisive. Yeah, okay. Oh, shut <laughs> up. Yeah, all right. Just take them straight out of the game, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Actually, of these three, I'm scared of none of them because I don't have any fears. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. Next question. What's the one thing you care about more than anything else? Yeah. Hannah, yeah. go. Oh, fuck. Why is it always me? Oh, God. Uh, uh, I, I, you know, relationships, the friend kind and, and shit. Um, and, That's cool. Uh, Jeff Goldblum. All right. Cat. <laughs> my partner, my boyfriend, Aww. my cat. More than me, cat. You've Kaylin, seen my cat, Caitlin. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, cat. okay. Never mind, never mind. Caitlin, <laughs> what's your what's your answer? Myself. Um, good. My dog. Good. My hot mom. Good. Noel. Um, being number one, friendship in my prize possession. Fuck. 
You. That's why you okay. weren't on my fucking list, Noah. Can I point out that, like, asking the question, what is the one thing you care about more than anything else? And then the answer is my prized possession is, like, a complete fucking non-answer. That's true. It's evasive the things that bullshit. are important to me. That's, that's a great point. Someone in the yeah. chat for what are you so afraid of wrote a needle full of bread mold that causes intimacy (laughs) and i said that's not a needle full of bread mold that causes intimacy that's my ex-husband wow okay fine what do you wish caitlin me yeah i want a million fucking dollars no six million (laughs) no i want so much money right now okay in my lap all right and Hannah, I just want to be free. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I would like to live in the world of Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh, damn. That's a good one. That is good. Very cool. Well, Noel, I wish that um, our hearts would blend. <laughs> oh, uh, Noel. <laughs> you. You. um i'm literally i'm gonna be honest with you guys i can't think of one real answer to any of these questions that i would ever tell anyone wow vulnerability that's classic noel shut up (laughs) i am not i wish that you were dead (laughs) i'm just kidding kat i'd never wish that i know it's okay i also want to destroy capitalism Oh yeah! Oh yeah! No, I change. I change. There's a lot of government-related wishes, I guess, but I can't even get into it. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that's true. All Uh, right, next question. Somebody else want to read it? Jared from our email. (laughs) Hey, I'm re-listening to the podcast because it's great, and I'm wondering if Cat considered letting the party stop or delay the Festival of Lights, and if there was a backup plan to crash Estra into Avalis if they did. Do you want to reveal that, Cat? I'm going to reveal that, and this is not a good DM thing, and I admit that, but no, there's no backup plan. That was, of anything in the podcast, that was the one thing that was going to happen, because that was, that was just the rest of the podcast wouldn't happen if that happened, didn't yeah. happen, so. Well, right, and we kind of got that sense. Yeah. yeah. I was going to so, say. At, eventually, we were just like, okay, we're just going to do it, <laughs> Yeah, I feel I like mean, I remember running into like a lot of bureaucratic like red tape every time we tried to do anything related to stopping the festival. <laughs> well, and and part of that was the way I set it up was yeah. that you guys w- did not have a position of power right. in Estra. Like yeah. you, your position it seemed was like we would, but we didn't. So yeah. you didn't have the respect or authority to stop it. Right. Um. So so I tried to justify it, but mm-hmm. like I I fully admit that was that is a case of me railroading you guys and. I yeah. try not well, to do that, but it was also like a though. I mean, a case of like we were like, when are we gonna fucking fall off of Estra like, yeah. from episode one? Yeah, Basically, so literally, like, we were like, episode one, we were like, <laughs> it was Chekhov's floating island. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Um, so like, I mean, in a way like that was a, that was a moment of collaborative storytelling. Cause I mean, we did, we didn't get the sense that you were trying to hide from us that the festival lights is going to go horribly wrong. You know what I mean? So like in that way, it was just kind of like, like that's what the next story thing is. So we just have to like go do it and like be prepared. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we, we, we chose to do that in a way that we wouldn't have if we were just trying to like win at D and D like we would have done a lot of things differently. Well, and I think this is another instance of the difference between running a campaign for a table of friends privately or or at a at a convention setting and running a campaign for a podcast because right. again, like my main goal in this is to tell a good story for our audience and then like playing a good game with you guys is like it's a it's a very very close second. Yeah, um, I, but I will. Is this mm-hmm. well? I will say too. I think that like obviously that's a huge part of it. But I think there's like for even like among people who play like just privately in their home. I think there's different play styles too. Because I think there's some people who value narrative over like freedom in the game. Right, like yeah. they want to be there to be in a cool story. And then there's people who are like, I want to be able to do what I want. Don't pu- fucking put like constraints on me, DM. And that's yeah, a yeah, and it just depends thing. on what everyone agrees to. Yeah, and yeah. who who always says? I think it's James Intercasso always says, "If you're having fun, you're doing it right." So yeah, we yeah. have well, a lot I, of fun at that, I and we're like having you fun. Are, you mo- oh, good, because mm-hmm. I feel you guys fall more into the the narrative. Oh yeah, you prefer the narrative, yeah. and that's why. Yeah. Like, yeah, sure. I I think this has been a criticism we've received. I don't know if it's been a criticism, but people have pointed it out. Like mm-hmm. we don't do a lot of fighting. Or yeah. dungeoning because yeah, cause we don't like that. <laughs> yeah. Stuff sucks. We, you guys don't like it. I mean, we did have our our Patreon bonus episode. You guys was that was fun. So much fun. It's and fucking we lit. Just, we just did a, a straight dungeon. Um, so those are kind of going to be coming down the pipeline for Patreon donors. But um, that's not really the podcast we want to produce. So yeah. we don't do that as much. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's yeah. all good. Yeah. As long as you guys are having fun, then it's all good. Yeah. Oh, and there's a second part to this question, which is, P.S., are you guys going to Gen Con? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Hannah's not because we had to plan in advance before (laughs) we knew for sure what was going on with that. (laughs) But maybe Hannah will come next year. Please. Yes. I want to. Yeah, but unless yeah. we meet a, a like a uh, an enemy at Gen Con and we can never go back. If we meet an enemy at Gen Con, then we will return with Hannah and we will be That's stronger. True. That's true. And the four of us will combine to create God. Voltron. What did oh, I? Fuck what was yeah. I fucking thinking? Yeah. <laughs> and then we'll never be allowed back at Gen Con again. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I count want- on us for the next two years, and that's it. That's it. That look. If there's one way I want to get kicked out of a convention, <laughs> it is by forming Voltron in the convention center. And destroy a good way it. to go. Yeah. Nice. And like killing someone, yes. I guess. Murdering <laughs> thousands. Yeah. That's what Voltron does, right? Yeah. It's when we will finally it. battle Rudy Basso and emerge victorious. <laughs> <laughs> Is Rudy in the chat? He's usually here for our live streams, but I haven't seen him. Well. Well, I guess Rudy. he's not here today. Well, huh. I guess someone's now. on our way to being uh, huh. our genemy at Gen Con. <laughs> someone's Christ. just done with your shit. Oh well. well, I'm about to be your genemy at Gen Con. <laughs> oh my god, anyway. you're always my genemy. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, if you live in downtown Indy, like Jared from Gmail, 
let us know if you have recommendations for places to eat, drink, or fun things to do, because while we love Gen Con, we also love doing other things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're thinking about going to the zoo. Please yeah. give your input on that idea. <laughs> Sweet listeners to a very short interlude. It's me, Noelle, and I usually answer questions, but right now I'm not answering questions, so don't bother to ask them. I just want to let you guys know a little bit about our schedule coming up. In a couple weeks, we are going to have our Patreon bonus episode come out. That's on August 6th. It might be a two-parter, but at least the first part will come out at that point. Uh, It's really, really fun. We made new characters. We were playing in the world of Avalis, though, and it's it's really good. There's a little bit of uh, discussion about that episode in this Q&A, but what I will say about it is that Caitlin plays a little boy, like like a little young boy. Hannah plays an old, scary man, (laughs) and I play a middle-aged weird old elf with no name it's it's very it's a great time so that is for three dollar plus patreon donors we have another episode um that i think took place between arc two and arc three and that is with fran Lyca, and corbin that one's really fun too uh so if you want to check those out head on over to patreon uh our next episode of dames and dragons the podcast will be out on August 13th. That's going to be episode 38, first episode of Arc 4. And um, having already recorded it, I can tell you we do some badass stuff. So I will see you with that on August 13th. Before that, though, uh, is Gen Con. And Caitlin, Kat, and I are actually going to be at Gen Con. We might do some kind of like informal Dames and Dragons meetup if if people are real interested in that. However, formally, we are going to be on the DSPN panel at Gen Con. So uh, people from the Venture Maidens, I think, are going to be there. Obviously, James Intricasso from Tabletop Babble, Rudy Basso from How Spellbook Will Travel, and also this, this podcast, of course, Rudy Basso. And I believe people from Total Party Thrill. Don't quote me on that. However... I do want to welcome Total Party Thrill to our network. And here's a little word from them. Hey there, listeners. It's Shane and Ishan, your hosts from the Total Party Thrill podcast, the newest addition to the Don't Split the Podcast network. We talk topics that help you, dear listener, create and play better RPG games. We have a back catalog of more than 150 weekly episodes. And we got nominated for an Emmy for episode 11, Social Contracts. In episode 154, we talked about crossing the moral event horizon. How evil is too evil? We also recap our home games, like the 40k Rogue Trader campaign, Dynasty Unwarranted. Um, But that's mainly just you trying to kill us all. In your defense, our characters are greedy idiots. Don't forget the three years we spent Neberon playing Morning Glory, your 5th edition D&D campaign. We also review new RPGs and books, and every episode we build a 5th edition D&D character in the Character Creation Forge. You might check out the pint-sized Punisher from episode 119, a halfling with a bad attitude, and 14 levels of Barbarian. So to recap, Total Party Thrill. 
RPG advice, campaign recaps, and D&D characters built by your dashing hosts every single week. What more could you possibly want? To get back to the actual show? Oh yeah, let me just hit this button, and here you go. Make sure to check them out, you guys. And yeah, that's going to be all for me. I'll see y'all on August 13th. Stay sweet and etc. Bye. <laughs>some cues for you dames what would fran corbin and mary consider to be an ideal date and we're we'll- we're adding in slake of course oh, oh yeah. cool because cool. this was before slake was on the podcast so we got this well. we don't need to go through all the- let's let's go through them one by one yes yes um so fran's ideal date i guess is just like i don't know like being underwater <laughs> like i mean it's a beach date come on the thing is is i don't feel like fran has an ideal date Fran's ideal date is being on a date. Yeah. Fran's ideal date is just liking someone and like being near them and like them just like not knowing. (laughs) It's pretty good. So Fran's ideal date is just unrequited love. Yeah. I I think it's unrequited. It's both. I've checked. Okay. Wow. Unbelievable. I don't think it is. I think we've talked about this before. No, we have, and it's both. Corbin. Corbin, what's your ideal date? You must now answer in the Corbin voice because I addressed it to you. Oh, do it. Oh, I do? Okay. Um, Mm -hmm. My ideal date would be (laughs) taking my um, beautiful crow significant other through the woods and hunting for delicious bugs that we might then eat and consume (laughs) and then watching a sunset. From the top of a tree. Wow. Yeah. I'm a fucking romantic. Horrifying. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Slake, what is your ideal date? Uh, Does that mean I got to do like a character voice and stuff? Yes. Okay. Um, Well, uh, you know, uh, I think spending some time appreciating bugs, you know, just like hanging out with them, observing them and not murdering them would be nice. And, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, holding hands or something. Oh, very romantic. I, love I feel it. like you're on a date with the bug showing them appreciation. I am. <laughs> I truly am. It's all a ruse. I'm like, I, I invite you out on a date, but really, I just want to look at the bugs. <laughs> you're an exoskeleton <laughs> That's the worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> uh, what well, about Mary? Yeah. Uh, Mary's ideal date would be... That's a good question. I don't think she's really ever thought about dating anyone. Yeah. Um, just because of her position in life and then the series of disasters her life has become. Oh, Mary. Um, well, that makes that makes one of uh, five of us. <laughs> <laughs> but I think if, if she did have to think about it, her ideal date would probably be going to a library and showing each other their favorite books the nerd shit whoa <laughs> that's so nerd shit <laughs> yeah. wow something that has been largely forgotten about mary is that she all she had all those books in her yeah, room she yeah. read a lot she loved reading yeah well yeah maybe you should talk to her friend Fran, fran's about to take her on an ideal date <laughs> yeah fran <laughs> great why don't you go get it Great, I'm glad I will. <laughs> All right, next question, next question, next question. Will Mary ever roll to fall in love or is she too preoccupied?
Yeah, I think I sort of answered that. She's, I mean, maybe if the right person comes along, but Mm -hmm. at this point she is, you know, just trying to get through the day. Yeah. Does Fran have a favorite genre of book? Um, I would say like Fran is one of those, like, have you ever asked someone what, what kind of books they like to read and they literally answer nonfiction and you want to kill them? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I think Fran is that kind of person. Uh, oh my Fran. God. But like, she also likes like novels and stuff, but like that's very secondary to like, she likes books like to gain information. Like she is. That's disgusting. Trying to learn. I think it's cool. I love it. That's I love ugly. It. I mean, I like it about Fran, but I hate it about anyone else. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, say I'll keep that tucked away. <laughs> oh, my God. Do you like nonfiction? Hannah? Oh, damn. I mean, some. Not all, but I, I mean. If someone asked you what your favorite genre of book was, would you say nonfiction? No, certainly not. But I do well, like. Well, then you're re- off the hook. You Hannah? can like nonfiction. I Hannah? like researching. How many nonfiction books have you read? I don't keep a list. <laughs> oh, my God. You've read so many that there would be a list. <laughs> I read one and it's called Anatomy of a Skeleton. I had it in kindergarten and it had the word crotch in it. <laughs> Ooh, that sounds good. That sounds like my idea. Yeah, that book. sounds that like hot erotica. Uh, all right, Caitlin. Yes. Uh, is there any particular animal Corbin or Caitlin on behalf of Corbin wants to be able to transform into? Yes, Cat. There is. It is every animal in D&D that is not classified as a beast, but as a monster instead, which means blink dog. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have gone temporarily deaf. Yeah, I don't understand any of those words. God damn it. I don't know. I don't also, speak English. Also, that one monster that's like a weird chicken lizard. Oh, I don't the, remember its name. Slivier's? No. Yes. But also there was another one. That was the different. Lizard dogs? Yes, cat. I'm sorry, but <laughs> druids can't turn into monsters. <laughs> I didn't make that rule. Gary Gygax did. I want to ride a big lizard. You can ride. I want to be lizard. a big lizard, and I want to ride a big lizard. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! Tag, you're not safe for work. Jeez. I just want to. No! 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 Edit that out. Edit that out. Uh, anonymous from Tumblr asks, "Does Mary know I love her unconditionally?" Answer is, "I'm sorry, no. Mary is not omniscient, but I know that you love her omni- uh, <laughs> I know that you love her unconditionally, and that's what really matters. Yeah, because she exists inside of me. Wow, wow. And she, you know, comes out through me like a like the ghost in the gorilla's fiction." Does anybody what? else? Yeah, no, I, I did get gorillas? that. It took me a minute, but yes, like yeah, in, uh, like in Clint Eastwood. Yeah, yeah. What? I'm sorry. The rapping ghost that comes out of oh, the oh, oh, the gorillas, the oh, band, the band. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> you know I was imagining some kind of like off-brand Donkey Kong horror show. <laughs> yeah, it was. Oh man, it was. Oh, I have got some Holy off-brand shit. Donkey Kong horror show content for you guys later if you're interested. <laughs> no, I am the opposite <laughs> no, of that. Thanks. Uh, well, unappreciated right. in my time. Charles Bells from Twitter asks: Since Mary was able to understand the Sertana, does that mean she's always able to understand other languages, or is this a new ability? First one, um, sort of. Since going to Wavell's tower and discovering that that was a power she had, I think I think she started to develop it earlier. I'm yeah, not, she did. 
Yeah, I, I'm not quite certain of the, the timeline. The orcs started to like be under, able to understand her, and they were like, "What the fuck?" That's right. Yeah, I. You can see I. We all remember our podcast so well, um, <laughs> especially me who writes it. Um, yes, that's uh, as because she is a god. She has the ability. Gods. It's called God speak, um, which means she is able to be understood by. Everybody, no matter what language, and she's able to understand every language. And, you know, she's just picking up more and more god powers as we go along, and uh, we're all discovering them together. All four of us. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I think that is it for the questions that we had. I saw one from Uh, Kate Steele. What would your your elements be in Avatar? Oh, damn. I already know this. I've taken so many online personality quizzes. All right. An- answer it. A firebender, but I would specialize in lightning bending. Messed up. No, Damn. it's fucking cool. It is. I, I think it's cool. Up. Thanks, you guys. <laughs> it's pretty cool. <laughs> Thanks, Noel. <laughs> what about you, Noel? Oh, I was. I was gonna. Add, uh, I. I personally airbending billion percent. Mm. Billion percent. Cool. Billion Avoid percent. your problems. Fly into the sky. <laughs> nice. It's me. <laughs> Bend the air out of people's lungs. Hey. What? I wouldn't do that. <laughs> Unless <laughs> <laughs> they are my genemy and then I would. Oh, my, oh my God. God. <laughs> Hannah? Uh, I think water. Water bending. Um, but it's hard for me because like, I feel like green is very much my brand. You know, um, so yeah. like I should be at Earth, but oh. I could never be like grounded enough to be an Earthbender. No, you'd be like the the swamp water bender. Yeah, Ooh, hell yeah, cool. yeah. yeah, the swampy boys. I'd also be waterbender. Nice. Cool. Well, being okay, just from playing Fran, being a waterbender is so useful. Like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like water is fucking everything. Everything is water. Yeah, except for the stuff that's air. Actually, a lot of that's water. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I would be a waterbender who specializes in healing more than, like, attacking. Mm -hmm. Although, no, that's a lie because, like, every form of exercise I've ever done has been specializing in attacking. You put me in chokeholds, like, so many times. Oh, I've not done that. (laughs) Wow. Pretended to punch you. (laughs) You've definitely put me in a chokehold at least three times. <laughs> Maybe I don't remember. Once on my birthday, you can't expect me to remember every time I put you in a chokehold. Yeah, really. Look, look, I just want to be able to fight everybody. It's not even that I want to be able to fight everybody. It's just that exercise is boring, and the yeah. only way that I can motivate myself to do it is if I'm learning how to fight everybody. Kill. I do. Learn I how do to relate kill. deeply to that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and well, and now I'm not learning how to kill. I'm learning how to climb things so I can get to people who are higher up and kill them. Yeah, Cat yeah. and I are gonna form a short person or a Boris and kill everyone we know. <laughs> yes, because so the other oh, what was that yesterday? Yeah. Yesterday, I was getting lunch and I was waiting for my salad at the at the Greek place where I get my salads, and two tall people stood on either side of me and talked and carried on a conversation over my head oh my as though God. I were an obstructing fern. And, just... <laughs> and you just wish you could put him in a chokehold. I did. I wanted to. And then I told Caitlin about it, and we decided we would stand on each other's shoulders in a in a f- short person Ouroboros of fury. See, I was and, thinking uh, like a Mecha Shiva. 
Maybe. Or a Boros. That's like a we, fuck yeah, that's, human that's centipede. Like eating, I don't like that. We would that's turn sweet. into a great short person wheel and crush tall people. To <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We have we have some more questions. Is there anything about your characters or NPCs that you wish you'd done differently after playing them? All the time. I cannot give you a specific. Oh, I can give you a specific example. I do regret doing the accents in Danmar. I regret mm. that. <laughs> I didn't do any sort of a specific accent, but I realized afterwards, like, that's eh, probably not a good look. So you may notice if you re-listen to Arc 3 that Sabia's accent gets less pronounced because I regretted that decision. Hmm. I regret nothing. Yeah, that makes sense. I regret Caitlin's voice. <laughs> I sure don't. <laughs> I always feel like I come up with a thing that I should have said, like, later, which I yeah. think, yeah, is normal. But yeah. I, I mean, I haven't been here that long, but I'm just like, I just want to deliver peak fucking performance all the time. Mm. That's what it's like when you first start out, and then later on, you're like, I don't have to do shit. <laughs> <laughs> I showed up. That's enough. I'm here. Yeah. I'm physically that- present. <laughs> um, that's never how I feel personally, but that's also because I put hours and hours of work into it. Yeah, beforehand. it's a little different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's because uh, this is all I do all the time on the bus and at work. It's uh, amazing. Uh, I'm trying to think of something I, I don't know. I, I, I sometimes regret, um, not using spells that I forgot about. I can't think of a specific example. I regret forgetting, um, all of my character sheets in like a million different places. So I have no (laughs) idea which items I have and which items I do not have. Yeah. Yeah. We all regret that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... Like, sometimes I regret, like, lines that I say, but then I just edit them out. Nice. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> uh, that's good. Yeah. All right. Uh, question from Eduardo. Since the world is pretty open with gods and deities, would you all plan to use unique deities or would you consider including gods like Zeus and Apollo? I would not consider using gods like Zeus and Apollo uh, just because this is a kind of a closed circuit, closed mm-hmm. circuit world. Mm-hmm. But the... The way that I've left myself an opening, because I, I did sort of cement my pantheon early on and then realized there's a lot of gaping holes in it, uh, is demigods, which are not, are, are very fluid. There's a lot of demigods and they are appearing and dying at various rates and various times in the timeline of Avalis. So, noise. Interesting. Eduardo also asks if we like Dorothy's root beer, which I've never heard of. Oh, Dorothy's root beer's great. I only know. It's apparently a Minnesota root beer. It is. I didn't know about it. I bet it's at Candy Barn. We should go get some at Candy Barn. Sam from the chat asks, how long does it take to edit an episode on average? Good God. Um, So it depends if there's fight scenes or not. Fight scenes take a lot longer that's why we don't do as many um and puzzles are kind of rough too but i would say maybe on average a few hours to do 10 minutes (laughs) yikes yep so noelle's a hero noelle is the champion truly and then like finalizing and stuff takes another couple hours i don't know i don't want to think about it (laughs) 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 takes a long ass time um, and I think, like, doing, like, the episodes, like, the Q&As and stuff, that is not very long because it's more just, like, 
editing out a couple longer pauses and like other than that just making sure everything sounds good but like just so any of you all of you out there know if you are thinking of starting an actual play podcast it takes a long ass time to edit it's wild (laughs) yes so if ever we are late on posting an episode be patient it's a lot of work it is a lot of work i'd like to add that noelle is like a fucking incredible editor yeah Mm -hmm. like not everybody can do what she does, and I think not everybody has, like, the will to do what yeah. she does, too. <laughs> yeah. That's, that well, might be I, more what it is. <laughs> well, I, I, I really appreciate having you as an editor, Noelle, oh, yeah. like, because I know a lot of – I've talked to you guys about this before, but, like, a lot of actual play podcasts, the DM is the editor as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I, I really appreciate – I can't imagine that. Yeah. Well, yeah. what I appreciate most is that um, I think that the best writing comes out of editing – and if I was editing my own podcast, I would be leaving in a lot of things that were very self-indulgent. Um, <laughs> you know, like you, like, just, you don't do that much. Although I feel like we've had like silent communication where like I'll cut out a lot of one scene and then you won't do a scene like that. Again. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, because there are things that I think are very cool, but then obviously they're, they're self-indulgent. They're just because I put some work into this world building and I want to talk about it for a long time but that's not mm-hmm. actually very interesting well it's interesting um, or, it well, just it doesn't sometimes add to the it slows story. down a scene yeah and i think that's one of the reasons our podcast comes up off is with the stories sounding so tight and you know just working really well is that i have somebody else looking at what i'm doing and deciding what is actually pushing the story forward um so i always really appreciate it well you're the uh, best and i i appreciate you. that you make my story so much better Thank you. It's I don't do that much, but I try my best. Well, you do so you much. Do don't lot. even lie to me. Don't <laughs> lie to me, or I will penetrate the bubble that surrounds Whoa. South Minneapolis to get to <laughs> your town and and destroy you. I've never been <laughs> more afraid to hear the word penetrate in my life. <laughs> you know, she's well, as you know, with South Minneapolis is currently being held under a dome made of uh, roadwork, so true. it is very difficult for me to escape, but I will escape and I will end you. Mm. Wow. On a um, Sam also asked in the same vein, how long does the music take to compose? I, I try to freaking blaze through the music. For Dames and Dragons, like, I ran out of space on my SoundCloud for all the music I'd done, so it's, like, over three hours straight of just music at this point um, that I've composed since the beginning. And, you know, I mean, I could spend, like, years doing that, (laughs) but... (laughs) But I choose not to, <laughs> and that is why things aren't always, like, super tight sounding. But um, I generally, my process is uh, improvisation followed by some editing on GarageBand. And so I, I write a song. Would I try not to have one song take more than, like, an hour. Mm-hmm. And I think it... They usually don't. I mean, the improvisation part takes, like, as long as the song is, like, that's not rough. And then sometimes mm-hmm. there's not really much editing that goes on either. So, <laughs> Well, they always turn out great because yeah. you're super talented. Thank you. I try my freaking best. <laughs> you're a hero. But not really because then I would be spending years. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I am out there playing music. <laughs> Hell, yeah. Noel, uh, you're a god. Invictus641 asks... 
When do we get a Dashing Dawson spinoff series? Please. Ugh. I love That's, that I think, guy. You know, uh, it's coming soon to VHS and DVD <laughs> at your I local mean, blockbuster. <laughs> can I Can I speak at all about the bonus episode? You may. You, you may not speak. Yeah. I feel like that has the potential to become a Dashing Dawson spinoff <laughs> series. Yeah. He's definitely will make quite a few. He'll make an appearance in every bonus episode. Uh, so, so I guess that's what the bonus episodes are now. They're a Dashing Dawson spinoff series. I'm so fucking excited for that to come out. I can't wait to rub it all over my ears. Um, a question from the uh, Discord. Um, from sweet, sweet meme manager. What do you think your characters would be doing uh, if Estra never fell? Oh, Mary would be panicking 24-7. (laughs) She'd just be caught in one long hell, which, I mean, she still is, but... (laughs) Yeah, I think Fran would have, like, found a way to, like, become that old police officer who just doesn't fucking do their job. They just, like, go sleep in the patrol car in the middle of the highway (laughs) meeting. Like, she would just, like, be doing her own thing. She'd, like, once she realized that her job was, in fact, ceremonial. (laughs) Yeah, I think Corbin would have had, like, a midlife, no, like, a quarter-life crisis Mm. and probably, like, completely had a mental break and gone into the woods and just um, tried to live as true to a crow's nature as humanly possible. Jesus. And then oh, had no act, no no character growth, nothing, just mm-hmm. completely right. the same. He would have looked in a mirror and gone, "What am I become? Yeah, literally. what am I?" <laughs> he would have been like, "Who is this?" And then he would have left. <laughs> and then he would have left. I feel like Leica like- would like take her mm. job really seriously. Yeah, Leica would be oh, the yeah. only person still yeah. actively being a guardian. <laughs> yeah, she'd be like, "Oh, the goddess. Let me t- let me show yeah. you where to go." Like, <laughs> I like, like Mary like would be like, "I'm going to the bathroom." <laughs> I know where to go. Oh, and and Slake, what would Slake be doing if the Evestra hadn't fallen? Just like making weird art and crying in in my cave, you know? Yeah, pretty much right where we we just found you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, just wondering glad- wondering how Ainsley was doing at horse camp, you know, forever. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, and what what would you have done? If you weren't the guardian slash the goddess, like I mean, if you were just regular people, career born in wise, Astra. yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think so. Like, what would your life be like? Probably, like, I mean, freaking Fran. Probably, listen, I feel like Fran would eventually jump off of Estra. Like, <laughs> yeah, no Christ. doubt, she would be like, "Is the ocean down there? I'm gonna find it." <laughs> And, like, I remember there was a part where Kat was like, oh, I meant to tell you that, like, you could see the ocean. And I was like, well, I'm glad you didn't because I would have been, like, the end of this arc. <laughs> and Fran, like, lets go of the side of Estra and plummets to her death. Oh, my God. Jesus. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if Mary weren't the goddess, I don't. That That's a big question that I don't know that I or Mary are prepared to answer. Librarian. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. yeah. Maybe a librarian. Fran would also be a librarian. <laughs> <laughs> That's a library AU. Somebody write it. Nice. It'd be like it would be like that um, Portlandia skit. It would be like it's so hot. It's the heat. <laughs> be really good. I feel like Corbin's entire identity is based around the circumstances of how he became a guardian. Mm. Like 
because he was raised by crows. Right. Yeah. I suppose it would it would be different if like they had like parents. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't know. He'd just be a, a normal dude, I guess. He'd just be Are a you normal kidding? teen. <laughs> I don't think Corbin would be a that yeah, normal of a dude. No I mean, okay, not Corbin a fully normal teen, normal. but like you know, he could see the future still, probably. Yeah, he could still see the future. Or could he? Cat. Oh, do you know something about Corbin that I don't? Cat knows a lot of things. Yeah, it's so Slake true. is the, is the answer for Slake like the same thing again? <laughs> no, I think I I think that maybe. Well, I mean, I don't know. If we're talking like AU, right? Yeah. I can see like uh, Slake, you know, becoming like a scientist, like someone who studies <gasps> oh, biology. That's like, cute. Yeah, I suppose because they they wouldn't have been taken and like by been like their name or whatever, and like yeah, been in a cave alone <laughs> <laughs> all the time. Yeah. Um. How about we do one more question? Okay. Well, then let's let's, let's do that one. I'm assuming it's for Caitlin. It is, I think. Uh, Caitlin <laughs> Grant asks, how did you get so good at bird noises? Followed by Stephen C. Take me through the bird noise process. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm not going to fucking lie to you. Like, it's not a skill. It's a fucking talent. So like. Oh, you're so born you're born with, with it. it. You yeah. Like, it. I can't really walk you through a process. It's kind <laughs> of just like you have it or you don't. <gasps> Damn, that's cold. <laughs> let's let's all let's all the rest of us who are not Caitlin do our best Caitlin's bird noise impression. Yeah, no, see if you can one, even one get close. And now should I I do it like Caitlin because I do a lot of bird noises actually. Yeah, we're 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 impersonating Caitlin. Oh, do you, Hannah? Birds here, do okay. you? Coolest sentence I've ever heard you say. <laughs> give me a second. Give me a second. <laughs> bad. Oh. Really good. Did you just Five say up. fucking bad? Did you? <laughs> Exact Noelle. same shit. Um, <laughs> I'll kill you. <laughs> uh, a bird noise. Yeah, like Caitlin me. doing a bird noise. Oh, wow, wow, wow! <laughs> that was even worse than Hannah's. Wow, I'll wow, kill you. wow, wow! <laughs> I give I give Noelle a zero out wait, of ten. Wait, wait, wait! Let me try again. Let me try again. Wow! <laughs> that was, <laughs> that like, was just like wow. <laughs> Wow. Wow. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Let me try one more time. Oh my god. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Absolutely the worst I've ever heard. That was a negative one. Cat, what have you got? Let me, let me go again. Let me try it again. <laughs> oh, jeez. I hate you. I don't like that. I feel oh, like I'm just uh, like fucking cursed. That is literally Zaroon doing an impression of Corbin. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm upset. This is what you sound like. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, well... All of us are currently dying of overheating because it's 90,000 degrees and none of us have air conditioning That on. is not Except true. Noelle, Noelle definitely does. Central, does. central air conditioning, <laughs> Noelle. Noelle Cherie. Fancy boy. Living in a fancy world of central air. Living in a castle. Um, 
Anyway, I want to get this hot laptop off my lap, so I think we're going to go. We're going to get out of here, and we're all going to submerge ourselves in ice baths, except for Noelle, who's perfectly comfortable. (laughs) I'm a little hot. Wow. That's a nice... That's. I wish I was a little hot. I wish. Yes, yeah, same. I wish I could describe it as that. I wish I, I could wish, feel my flesh fucking melting off my body. Yeah. I wish that everything wasn't sticky. Well, <laughs> everything. Thanks for joining us for this live Q&A. Uh, have a great... No. <laughs> Running out of adventures? Running out of Faerun locations? Well, I have a wonderful prospect for you, and that is the Warlock Patreon from Cobalt Press. If you become a donor of the Warlock Patreon, you can help support their making of Midgard campaign setting material for 5th edition on an ongoing and regular basis. They'll explore and expand Midgard with new maps, locations, and lore, plus rules, monsters, character options, etc., As a Warlock patron, you'll get to see them long before they appear anywhere else. The recent booklet from Cobalt Press's Warlock Patreon is The City of Brass, which is a 5th edition booklet bringing the spirit of the Arabian Nights to your table. For just $1 a month or more, you can get PDFs. For $3 a month or more, you can get two monthly one-shot adventures ready for play. For $5 a month or more, you can get a booklet in print plus all the previous rewards. Um, and it only goes up from there, and I didn't even list everything. So if you want to check it out, if you're looking for really awesome D&D content to play with your friends or your enemies, make sure to check out Cobalt Press's Warlock Patreon. That's patreon.com slash cobaltpress.